Welcome back to the Access Code Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Cody. In this week's episode, I tell you guys about the magazine interview I just did. I tell you about my time at the Norman Music Festival, and I do two album reviews from Denzel Carey and Pusha T. Check one, two. Uh-huh. I only could talk about this real shit because that's what I've been through. Yeah. Yeah. I was raised by a woman, so shout out to single mothers who had to teach their teenage boys to use rubbers. Getting calls home from school, then wondering why she bugging. Cause that's just more stress to add on top of struggling. Few things I wanna show you, cause I feel like I owe you. You made me the man I am today, I never told you. Trust me and hand me down, cause you couldn't afford polo. How would feel to see your two oldest boys, names on logos. Had to protect my family, so we play with guns. I can't respect the man who don't raise his son. Then you blame the white man on what they become against the but reality of it is you made them one Real niggas look in the mirror and see each other I look in my nephew eyes and I see my brother Sometimes I gotta look away cause it hurts so much How that nigga died so young and he was worth so much Damn. Put your hands together for the work of the most high I Put my hands together and I pray all night Cause the struggle is real but the hustle is too Flipping my dreams till they all come true Episode 48, how are you guys doing? I, why do I do that? I always ask y'all a question like I can just listen to all y'all responses. And I'm sure when I ask that, ain't nobody just going to be sitting at home or at their desk at work or whatever. Like, we doing good, Cole. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm doing great. We'll just go ahead and get into it. If you guys have been living under a rock and don't follow me on social media, which I'm surprised you don't because... You got to understand, like, I got to put, put out stuff a lot and everything like that. So one thing I definitely want to let you know, if you have been living under a rock, your boy was just featured in Canvas Rebel magazine. Yes, my first magazine interview. It is now live on CanvasRebel.com. If you are looking for it, well, I hope you are looking for it just because I'm mentioning it right now. Just search from search for my name, Cody Thomas, a really good article and everything, but Oh, I'm just happy that is it is out there because in March I was uh, blessed with an email saying that they do a magazine on young entrepreneurs and content creators and they definitely wanted to do uh, a story about me. So, you know, I definitely was like, all right, let's do it. So, I, you know, did my little research, making sure everything was legit because I ain't going to lie. Um, it, when I post my podcast, just episodes, links and stuff like that, I get a bunch of bots, you know, telling me like promoted here, all that type of stuff. So. You got to understand in these days when you promote stuff, it's really hard to kind of figure out who are real, and who is not. So I will tell you this. If you are a real person and has tried to reach out to me and I haven't got back with you, I maybe I didn't realize if you were real or not. So I'm just throwing it out. But, um, yes, I was so blessed to do this, uh, this interview with canvas rebel uh just because of the fact that's like you know you'll never forget your first when you do something that you truly love to do and a lot of the benefits come with it because i'm not just trying to just do the podcast just to do the podcast i'm trying to get out there 
and let my voice be heard in many markets and for a lot of people to just come up there and pay attention. I'm going to tell you, I love new listeners. I love when I, I can reach a new person and stuff like that. For a lot of you guys to understand, this is much as uh, like a reward and something special to me for, you know, for you guys to, to come in. Because if I'm not reaching anybody, I'm not getting this far, you know, because I mean, year two, you know, we're doing it big. We're about to make it to episode 50 sometime this month. I'm already kind of excited because I got something that I want to do on that one. But at the same time, you guys, I just, I'm just on this absolutely great high right now. Like, man, like, this is so cool. Um, So for everyone who has sent me, uh, you know, messages and comments and shared it and everything like that, thank you guys so much because... Honestly, I could not do it without you guys. That is the main purpose why I do this, what I do, because you guys definitely um, just by supporting me, it makes me feel good. It makes me know that I am not doing this um, just because, you know, when they say don't let your hard work go unnoticed, they really mean that. So definitely I am super proud about all of that that's going on. So, yeah, um, one thing I would say that if I can go back when I did the interview, I wish... I wish I would have cropped two pictures. I didn't realize it because I all chose this for my iPhone. I was just like, oh, let me pick the best ones I could pick. And um, they put all of them on there. I didn't know if they was just going to pick like some or whatever, but they put all of them on there, which is cool. But two pictures, I realized, oh, snap, because I thought the little image in the, the iPhone was just the image itself, not the black, the image in the black. And so, but not really nitpicking and stuff like that. Um. But one thing I cannot wait until I get the physical copy because I definitely want to see the physical copy um, and just so I can like hold it. And that would be like, you know, something I could be like in rewards because I'm pretty sure that's not the only time that I can possibly think that I could be on the magazine or whatever I'm being featured in. I want to have a, like a physical copy so I can look back at it and just be like, man, I'm so freaking proud of myself for for you know, doing this because I feel like I work really hard at what I do. I can, in a weird way, I understand DJ Khaled now. I love how the fact that he is so positive and he works hard and everything. I see it. I get it. I may not enjoy his albums as like I used to, but I get it. So, yeah. Um, also, this past weekend, because I had a great weekend, I went to the Norman Music Festival. That one I have not did since, shoot, 2013. But... With me doing this show and me, you know, definitely want to um, support the people that's either been on the show or who I love to have on the show. That was something I wanted to do. You know, I just I think I want to kind of get bored back into my, you know, going to hip hop shows bags, especially for the fact that with the show is could be considered music based because, you know, me loving music and especially hip hop and stuff. I definitely want to be able to, you know, hear more stories about uh, artists, even if they're from whatever to the point where from Oklahoma and everything, which is cool. Uh, so first things first, I drove out to Norman. If anybody knows me on a personal level, um, I only enjoy Norman one time a year. And that is that time for Norman music festival. I, when it comes down to fall, I don't really care for the soonest. I don't, you should already know this. I'll have more to say about it when it comes down to the fall time. But, um, yes, main street went out there. Um, did not have any issues with parking cause I went two days on Friday and Saturday. Uh, this is my first time doing multiple days because I normally just do Saturday and be there from like the afternoon to possibly the evening and, you know, and whatnot. Um, but the first person that I got to see was, uh, my man worm. You know, if you guys are, 
um, familiar with that name, he does the, you know, the intro music to the podcast each time you guys click play. And also he was on the super dope episode, not just because that's the title. It was a very super dope episode with the conversation we had and everything. Um, but I went to the West End West stage. I will tell you this. When I walked up, I did not realize where I was at because one, I ain't been there since nine years. And on top of that, they don't have like a little thing when you walk into the mall and then they have a little star that says like, you are here. They don't have that. So you just going to have to make a guesstimation where you at. Um, luckily enough, they're on opposite ends, the main stage and the West End West stage. So, you know, um, as I was just walking in circles and trying to figure out, okay, I don't know where I'm at. I don't, I don't know where I need to go. I happened to hear his voice. So I just kind of walked towards it and realized he's performing. So he was doing his thing and stuff like that. Um, he had his brother Taylor DJing for him, which was super cool because, you know, they really have a great bond. And I like the fact that, you know, Warren produces a lot of beats for a lot of artists in the city. And he, he definitely does a lot of, you know, the rapping. But, you know, he can perform as well. So it was a cool to see him do his thing and everything like that. Um, like I mentioned, his brother Taylor, they performed a song or two together and everything like that. And then also he has Sunray, which uh, the song that they perform, um, Big Ass Smile, which is actually featured on one of my Two for Tuesdays, you know, episode, which I did with Worm. And on top of that, it is on the playlist. So definitely check that out. But uh, get to, I got to hear that song live, which was super cool. And then also um, him and Chris Savage, they out, they did their thing. And this was my first time seeing both Sunray and Chris Savage perform live. So it was cool to see that. Chopped it up with them after the show. And I got to see TZ. I ain't seen TZ in shit. I don't know how many years Um, and everything. But that was a cool little set and everything. Um, I stayed afterwards for Elise. This was my first time seeing her um, perform. But I can tell you right now, she's very energetic. And I kind of like that um, about performing because when you out on stage you just gotta you gotta rock like how you will be like if you are headlining Madison Square Garden and she did exactly just that so it was cool to see um her in that element they she had some really good songs um she had this uh you know like always a bridesmaid type song I kind of like it because it's it's catchy it's one of those songs that's very catchy so definitely check her out on you know like all the you know DSP sites for that now at this point, it started getting a little cold, and I had shorts on and stuff, so I was like, well, at least I got a hoodie in the car, so I walked back to the car, and as I was walking back over to uh, the West End stage, I realized there was all these girls, and they just started fighting each other, uh, these three girls. I thought they were playing at first, and I walked past it. I would have had my phone out, but I didn't because I, for some reason, I just, I, I think I'm a little older than that now. Um, depends on the situation. I'll say that, you know, I could be very immature sometimes, but really wasn't my time and place. And plus it took security forever, forever to, you know, break up the fight and stuff. But, you know, it is what it is. Now, the cool thing about the West End stage, because there was a, a lot of performances that I um that were happening that I kind of wanted to check out at the brew house. Uh, the brew house used to be coaches, which was a restaurant. And both times I went to this restaurant in Norman, I never went in there to eat. I went in for parties and shows apparently. So it's super, it's weird. <laughs> That's all I can really say about it. But it's a good thing because it, it was a cool little way they, they put the stage and, you know, and they had like the NFL draft on the background and everything. They even show AEW. So I kind of got a little wrestling fix right before I, the performances. Um, I got the CJB. I chopped it up with him and everything. But uh, I went there, and this was around the 8.30 time, and I got to see that girl, AB. This is my first time seeing her perform. Her set was dope. 
I love the beats and stuff. She was performing some unreleased stuff as well, which is super cool. I like when when artists do that. Like, you know, it, it gets you ready because you hear it live. And then when you hear it, like, in your AirPods or in the car through the speakers, it sounds really good. So um, I definitely enjoyed her set. She did a really good job. I, I talked to her after her performance as well and stuff. Um, but here's the thing, because you guys should know by now, I am 32 years old. So... If I'm 22, I would have been out there to about 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, when you are 32 years old and you're away from home and you get a little hungry and then you see as much as you can see, I wish I would have stayed. That's all I wish I can tell you. I wish I would have stayed. So I did not get to see KR. I didn't get to see Sunray. But it's all good because it's not like they're not going to be able to do any shows in the near future. Um, and I will catch them. But I just did not get to do it at that time. But at the same time, for Friday night, it was really good. Um, went back over there for Saturday, and the first place I got to go to was the main stage, which was crazy because me going to the Norman Music Festival two times in my life prior to this, I've never seen anyone perform on the main stage, like anybody that I've wanted to see, basically. But the main stage is where, you know, hey, for, for the people who really could put on a show. And when I tell you, the first one that I got to see, Nia Monet, y'all, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, I, the first show I went to in 2021 was her birthday party, which was a good show. For the Norman Music Festival, this presentation was so great because, I mean, she had everything that you need, you know, because they already had like the big screen and stuff like that. And, you know, she had definitely a lot of great support from, you know, uh, like friends and family and stuff, but then also just people who enjoy really good music. And so for her to have like the, the band, the orchestra and just her singing and everything like that that was a really good set especially for the fact that like when you know for the main stage she did a good job and stuff um some of the songs i got to hear live for i think the second time and then the first time even for late at night y'all for real if you have not seen the the visuals the video to this song check it out she even directed it which i thought was cool i'm like wow because even while i'm watching it just to see how it was shot it was it was very just artistic it was beautiful it was really good so i definitely um recommend checking out that video and stuff like that and then checking out her music because i know she just released a song on uh like all the dsps as well so um definitely on a good spot for uh a potential two for tuesdays or you know at the same time just put in your playlist a good little record for the springtime and then go into the summer and everything like that um but her set was really good everybody that you know helped uh put on the performances was doing her thing as well so big shouts out to nia and her band as well now i was trying to stay uh because you know the the time period because they you know when they do festivals they give you times when everybody's performing so they kind of give you a set to like a, a sense to where you want to go and everything uh jacoby ryan was performing next now i've never seen him live before but i feel like um the time i don't know what was going on because i knew that when i saw his performance i wasn't going to be able to catch all of it because of the fact that Original Flow, which also was on stage with Nia, he was performing his set back at the West End stage. Now, when I tell you, the West End stage and the main stage on the same street, but they're now nowhere near each other. So it's crazy when you have a lot of people that's performing at the same time or close to the time and you're trying to make both performances. So you have to walk because, you know, it's it, when you walk through a crowd of people, it could be a minute before you get there. So, honestly, I felt like Bow Wow and John C. Family Vacation. We gotta go all the way over there. And then we gotta go all the way over here. And then we gotta go all okay, the all way. All right, all right, I get it.
But luckily enough, I was able to catch, uh, I think, about three songs from Jacoby Ryan. His set was cool. Um, he kind of just had, I think he was kind of moving fast over time just because of, you know, I don't know if it was a time conflict or whatever, but I know he was moving fast on time. But then after the third song, I walked back over to the West End stage to see Original Flow. Yo, for real. You could tell Original Flow was very excited to be on stage just because he just had great energy. He had a band himself. I believe that's his band and stuff. And at the same time, like his performance was really good. And I told him to when I when I you know talked to him, his shirt, I loved it. It's super fr it's super fresh. I I need to know if Flow, if you're listening to this, I need to know where you got that shirt because I want one for myself. I'm I'm not trying to jack your style. I just I just like that shirt you have. I'm just gonna be honest. Oh, uh, but his was good. You know, he also brought um some crumping uh people at the end and everything. So it was super cool. So super cool to see that at the end. Now also I got to see Serafina Bird. Um, she performed some covers. This was my second time seeing her perform live because she performed at Nia Monet's uh, birthday party. And, you know, she had some covers and she did some songs that she have on her own. Now, I did not stay for all of it. I wish I could. And I'm going to be honest. With, I'm just going to also throw this out. I wish I would have had money for the tip jar because I literally gave the $3 to Brew House the night before to get a water. And I also tipped the bartender. And then I didn't realize I, you know, didn't have no extra cash on me. So, in my mind, I'm like, damn, you know, I wish I would have had like a couple bucks I could have put in the jar and everything. But her performance was good. Now, I wanted to stay for Fire in Little Africa just because I know that was going to be a good set. It was going to be so many people that I was wanted to see and everything all at one time. The only thing was from the time about like with Serafina's uh, set would have ended, it would have been like a three and a half hour window. And I probably wasn't going to be able to catch everyone like I wanted to. At that point, I got a little tired. You know, back is hurting. I'm 32 now. This, my age shows at the wrong time. And that's not the time I wish it could. But um, but if it was super close to other ones, I would have stayed. Like, if it was an hour, I could have done it. I could have just went back to the car, tried to go get something to eat or something. I don't know. But I wish I would have caught that. I did not. It, the other people I didn't even catch on Friday, um, outside of the ones I just said, I uh, didn't catch JB said He closed out the stage on the West End on Friday. I didn't get to see Fat Tony and stuff. So it was a bunch of people I wish I would have been able to see if it was closer to from all the performances I did see. It would have been perfect. But did not turn out that way. But that's all good because if I did not go see that, hopefully Fire in Little Africa do some more shows in the near future sometime this year. So we got that. And then lastly, uh, NBA Finals, or NBA Playoffs, I should say, going on right now. Y'all, this playoffs is not disappointed so far. The first round was good. Big shout out to Dallas. I want to say that just because of the fact that I'm just happy they got out the first round. But the matchup between them and Phoenix, as I'm recording this, I do not know who won game one. But I can tell you I'm proud of both of them. So I don't really care who wins out of that one because they will go to the Western Conference Finals. So good luck to both of those teams. Um, also, the Grizzlies and the, the Warriors, that one was a really good game one. Um, Draymond, I don't think he should have got ejected, honestly, from that game. I think they could have, I don't know. It's just, they took a little too long to, um, to review that. Um, but 
I can tell you right now, that game would have been a fun one to go to. Duke Deuce performed in the halftime show, and I found out it was his birthday. So, happy belated birthday to him. Also, as I'm recording this, happy birthday to The Rock. I'm just throwing it out there because, you know, he's one of the reasons why I love the Miami Hurricanes, and I'm still a big wrestling fan. So, um, And he has a really good show, which I don't know if it's going to be canceled or not. I hope not, but at the same time, you know, for... Peacock for me, but on NBC, you know, Young Rock, definitely check it out because I like the concept of the show. But, uh, yeah, that would have been a dope game to go to and everything. Um, For the East, uh, good game one from the Bucks and Celtics. Um, You know, it's like I I said the Celtics and Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Although it was only one game, you know, you got to understand, the Bucks got a lot of big men. So, yeah, I can I can see him really pushing the narrative. The fact that the Brooklyn Nets got beaten four when I was like, I hope they go to seven, just because I didn't care who won that matchup. I was going, I was picking Boston. I'm not just saying that just because it's already over with between them, but I picked Boston, and but I didn't think it was going to be quickly in, and they were the only team to sweep and everything like that. Also, speedy recovery to uh, Joel Embiid because I know he got hurt, and so hopefully that doesn't affect. Um, the 76 is too much, but, but one thing I want to get into, I got to get into some album reviews because it's two projects that can potentially, both of them, depending on how you like them or not, can be album of the year. So let's get into that. So back in 2018, we had, we had some classics, like we had like it's a lot of classics there was a lot of great projects a lot of albums that really dropped and y'all know me for me loving hip-hop as much because one i do i talk about it all the time when it comes to this podcast 2018 was a year for gems and we'll drop that year let's see astroworld from travis scott victory lap nipsey um redemption from j-rock uh, supreme blind tail from from west side gun tennis talk three benny you know, that was crazy. Uh, Rest of I Nine dropped two albums, you know, the Book of Ryan by himself and then the Prime 2 with him and uh, DJ Premier. That was good. Uh, Evasion of Privacy. I know a lot of y'all did not like how Cardi won uh, for best album that year. However, you got to understand that project is really good. It was it was really good. Um, Swimming for Mac Miller. Rest in peace to him. That was a really good project when we got that. Um, also, I mean, shoot. Oh, even though this one, you know, a lot of people don't really like it, but I did like it. Uh, Shaq West with Mud Boy, that was a good one. Championships from Meek Mill. Um, I'm naming a lot of them. Oh, Janelle Monet, Janelle Monet, Dirty Computer. I mean, I know that's like one of our best, best projects. But it's two other people who dropped really good albums: Denzel Curry with Taboo and Pusha T with Daytona. So. Reason why I took it to 2018 is because those albums all was like very good contenders for album of the year. But there's also a couple of projects in this year of 2022 that also can be able to be in that same conversation. So if we're going to get into it, let's start off like this. A few weeks ago, Denzel Curry dropped Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. This project, y'all, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, one thing I'm going to tell you what I love about an album, I love a theme. I like a good rollout. So I'll use an example. When Tyler, the creator, did, you know, 
Call Me If You Get Lost, he stuck to a theme from the album to the tour to where he is wearing to his videos to his artwork or the album he stood like in character and i think that's one thing when we look back in the future and then we see all these projects i like the fact that a lot of these projects don't sound the same as the last they you get a different perspective when it comes down to that because a lot of these projects really have longevity when you can think about oh man even the time what you was dealing with at that time he stuck to a theme for this project now you know he said this album was a metaphor of people's tendencies avoiding facing difficult topics from day-to-day life that that to me is actually telling because if you look at taboo he broke it in three three parts like we get the main artwork but then each uh it was like acts that he decided to do this one i mean i didn't realize that he had a theme until i saw the videos because of the fact that at the same time you got to understand it (laughs) this project was really good so let's just get into it the melt session number one um, produced by Robert Glasper and you know it was featuring him this was a good opening it was a good just like mellow tone type of intro he really just kind of went in had some great bars to it and everything I like it I like when you have um, con- consistency when it comes down to certain things based on the fact that um, good song runs and he definitely did that with you know for Melchus you know Mel season number one but at the same time he gets into walking now, this is when i realized you know hey he got something going on because if you look at his haircut right now compared to like his last albums it's a little different which is not a bad thing it's a good one kind of gave you that little samurai like old feel walking is a single that honestly people would talk about it could be potentially song of what was going on like a, a the spring or whatever like that and they had it going against um, surround sound from J.I.J.I.D., excuse me. But this one, I really like the song. I like the fact that the beat kind of starts off slow, kind of like a one verse, and then it builds up. And then it really kind of get him going into that, you know, that him talking his mess and stuff like that. I really like that. Um, but walking definitely is good, can be a good contender when it comes down to song of the year. I mean, or single as you will. Now, when you get into worst comes to worst, great beat. And, you know, one thing I'm going to just go ahead and say it now. Each song kind of just flowed into the next one, and that's one thing I love about projects: themes, flows, um, just how just how how you keep into what you're talking about. You know, you don't you don't get off track, you don't get off subject, you just do your thing. I really do. I really love Worst Comes to Worst. Now, John Wayne, produced by uh, JPEG Mafia, which we've also confirmed that he's going to be doing a project with Danny Brown. So I know a lot of people are going to be very excited for that. But John Wayne, I really enjoy that song, too. It, this one was just a good one. Um, I really like it. Uh, the last, you know, good song by himself and everything. He really was doing his work great job on that song i do like mental just because it's just it's a song where you can really like if you really just kind of like need the time to kind of just slow down maybe you just overthinking or anything like that this is a good song to listen to especially for me like you know i'm i'm very um i i, I go out there and make sure everyone takes care of their mental health and you just go out and don't let everything get to you just kind of just relax and this is a good mellow tone song definitely check it out but i want to get into one of my favorites 
Ain't No Way, featuring Black, Rico Nasty, Jid, and Josiah. I like this one because everybody that was on the record, they they really kind of they really kind of meshed really well, as you will. You know, they they all kind of completed the task where they needed to do and stuff. So, you know, especially for the fact that, like, you know, everyone keeps talking about, like, Denzel Carrier Jid, Denzel Carrier Jid. I mean, shoot, even if Jid back in 2018 dropped a good one with DiCaprio, too. I can't wait till he's gonna drop this year. This one was a good little record. I, you know, Black on the Hook and everything. Rico Nasty did her thing as well. Um, but Angels, because I'm gonna just go ahead and just get to it. Like, Angels is a song, um, I was just bumping in the car because I really enjoy the song and everything. He he really has a good one. Uh, one thing I'm just gonna say about this, just before I get into the next project that I'm gonna talk about, is the simple fact that I like a project that is around 14, 15 songs, 12, 13, you know, from like a good 30 minutes to about 45 minutes, just kinda like how, uh, you know, like when I do my podcast and stuff, you know, you just keep everyone interested in what you're talking about and stuff and denzel curry definitely did his thing he's on tour right now he's been selling out some cities if he is a city near you definitely go out to go see i have never seen him perform live i want to just because especially from taboo that was a project i wish that he would have came around here um i know he's going to texas i'm probably not gonna be able to make that one but i will say that um for someone that's selling out some tours definitely check him out right now so great project but I'm going to go to one that people are already saying, because it's been out for a couple of weeks. People saying this one potentially could be album of the year. And when I knew this person was going to come out with a project, I had a feeling he was going to definitely put his foot in the door. Push. Ugh. We're going to get into Almost Dry. So, y'all, he announced he was going to come out with a project. And then the moment he announced the release date was on the same week he released the project. I'm not going to front. I like that it's just as much when I when rappers or any artists that we really enjoy drops a surprise album. Just because they've been working on it, but we don't even know. Um, but, you know, with production from Ye and from Pharrell, you can't really lose. Because Push makes sure he gets the best work. I like the fact he took his time and haven't really given us a full project since Daytona. One thing about Daytona, because I know I just talked about it uh, for like my favorite 2018 albums. I mean, for that one to be seven songs, I mean, out of all the good mu music releases, that was pretty much the best one in my eyes. Just because of the fact that, you know, it, it's no room for failure. You really have to come out with some good music and stuff like that. No pun intended. But Push definitely did his thing. Now, when he started off this project, he started off real well. So, Brambleon, which I found out is about his ex-manager. So, you know, you had to figure it out, like, who is he talking about? Because he he, he ain't going to just have a song with the type of lyrics he had on it and just be just talking about a mythical person. So, when I found out it was about his ex-manager and stuff, I was like, okay, okay. You know, he, he started off that like that, and then he's just going, like, hey, rest of the album, I'm going to give you some good stuff. Let the Smokers Shine the Coops, uh, which is a really interesting title because, you know, I definitely know a lot of people rather get their car washed by, like, the Smokers versus just, like, the actual car wash. Um, but it was just a cool, like, you know, just a little record going in. But but the dreaming of the past, everyone has been pretty geeked about the beat. And I know why. I mean, that sample, I think John Lennon, if I'm not mistaken. It, actually, I shouldn't even say that because... 
you know, we, we don't do no sna sample snitching over here. But at the same time, it was a good one how Ye really kind of brought that on and everything. But at the same time, it was a lot of people's favorite record on there. Now, I'll get to that one in a second what my favorite record was. But until then, you know, dope song he, he put on for that one. Neck and Wrist, I've already mentioned it. I already put it on the two for Tuesdays. This was the hardest, you know, Pharrell beat that I've heard him do. Just because of the fact that, like, it just sounded so like a push of beat. And Jay being featured on it really kind of like, kind of like completed it. You know, it, it was one of those things where it was really cool just to see that. Because at the same time, you know, I like to hear Jay and I like to hear Push. I hope we get more records from them uh, just because of the fact that they're basically two for two. I mean, I know there's more. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I know, like, with. Uh, you know, the album, you know, Kanye did, you know, one of my favorite ones and everything like that. But I'm just saying, for them two together, really is a good one. So you remember, I actually like it because it's just a cool, just laid back type of song and everything like that. He really just knew what he was going to go with it, and I like how he did it. It wasn't, it wasn't a, um, this one was just like one of those songs where it was just a cool record to put in there. I mean, I could understand, like, if this was like, a bonus track but i do like how he placed it into between for the next ones and stuff now diet coke which you know was the the lead and seagull and stuff like that um you know the the fat joe sample you know yesterday's price is not today's price you know and stuff i mean how can you imagine push coming out with a project and not having any type of coke references in the titles or the word coke in it so we already know with that. Plus the video doing like Flavor in Your Ear vibes, you know, and, and Kanye dancing in the Yeezy boots and stuff. I mean, hey, you know, and, and big shots out to 88 Keys. Uh, I did meet him once, you know, and he signed the CD and at the same time, the Death of Album, Death of Adam album he had came out with years ago is one of my favorites. So, you know, good work from 88 Keys on that. The Rock and Roll song, which is the last collaboration we're most likely going to hear from Kanye and Kid Cudi together. Kid Cudi basically released that he was like, look, you know, cause Kanye don't like the fact that Kid Cudi is friends with, I don't know if it was Billie Eilish or Pete Davidson or both of them or whatever, but I just don't that if he don't fuck with somebody, everybody around him don't need to fuck with those people. That's kind of how the situation is. Or depending who you are, cause I know that, you know, Push is the same type of person, but at the same time, it is what it is. So when, you know, Cuddy tweeted out, you know, hey, I cleared the record because, you know, Push is my friend, but this is the last time y'all gonna hear me and Ye ever, ever again. And a bunch of people turned on Cuddy. I was surprised. I mean, I'm not the biggest Kid Cuddy fan, don't get me wrong. The Man in the Moon album he came out with first was one of my favorites of that time. But the thing about it is, damn, just because somebody is having a follow now, everybody hates him for that. I just... I just think that was kind of weird, you know, Kanye do got some loyal ass fans, but they can be very toxic in different type of ways, almost like him, very narcissistic, I can't even say it, narcissistic, but at the same time, I don't understand, but you know, the song was cool, the song was cool, that's all I can say, but the next one, the next song is my favorite of the whole project called My Bluff, this beat is nasty. I'm gonna get to it in a second. I, I realized how I kind of thought I jumped the gun when it came down to like for real producing some beats, but call my bluff. This one is just it, the video itself also fits really well. You know how I know? Because of the fact that when I watched it, it's giving me mafia movie feels. 
that's one thing I picked up from it. He looks very scary in the video with the grill and stuff like that. And they could have made a movie from this one, like for real. But at the same time, I really enjoyed Call My Bluff. I played that one like about two times before finishing the project because it was just like the best one on there. Uh, scrape it off uh, from, you know, uh, him, Little Uzi Vert, and Don Tolliver. I can go without it. It's okay. That's just how I feel about it. But it's cool. Um, Hear Me Clearly, which also was surprising to me that they put this on this project. Um, Nigo, which I believe is like the co-founder or the co-owner of Bait. I'm surprised that they put this one on there just because, you know, Nigo's project came out with a couple weeks prior to this one. So, you know, I can see this one also being like a bonus how I said, you know, just so you remember and stuff like that but that's kind of how i feel um but open air that one to me was just a good you know solo song nice feel and everything like that and i pray for you uh him no malice and everything you know we get the clips reunion song um and push has said that we may be getting a, a you know clips album which to me may be a little different because you know malice went to no malice he don't really talk about the certain stuff he was talking about back in the day would kind of got them to where they are right now and, and it's cool i mean i'm gonna give it a chance because i mean both of them brothers and they can be able to to do really well on those projects and stuff but at the same time this one was a good closer to the project which hey that's how i feel now here's the thing i know people were talking about well who had the better beats you know between pharrell and yay when i first listened to the project i did not want to know which ones was produced by who until after i listened because i wanted to know which was my favorites which ones i can kind of go off of and who who will lead the charge now knowing better now i'm gonna just say these are the my favorite ones okay Brambleon, dreaming of the past neck and wrist call my bluff open air so that's five so with that being said, Pharrell produced Open Air, Call My Bluff, Neck and Wrist, Brambleon, Kanye had Dreaming of the Past. Just from the, my favorites, Pharrell to me had the better beats. I will not argue with you if you say Ye had the better ones. That's just how I feel. But at the same time, this project is can be contender as well as Denzel Carey's project. Both of them could be contenders of album of the year. Definitely check out these projects if you have not already. And um, we're going to get into some music now. I may not be necessarily playing songs from this one right now, but I'll kind of get into my favorite segment of the show. Two for Tuesdays. All right, so we're going to get into my favorite part of the show. As you already know, it is the Two for Tuesdays. Now, since I'm on this great just feeling, this great high from me getting that magazine article, you know, written about me, let's kind of get into a song that when I, when I first think about magazines, I think about wanting to work drying on the Vogue cover. You know, even me saying that don't even sound like that's something I would do just because um, I don't like anything dry on a magazine. But at the same time, just because it's my show and I can pick whatever songs I choose to put on the thing. So we're going ahead with the Vogue cover, West Side Gun, Stove God. I let the work dry on the Vogue cover. Made it snow for seven whole summers. Best tap now, I don't want no numbers. 
but you know the numbers Out the pot, shat it on the bowl cover It's gon' blizzard for the whole summer Feds tapping, I don't want no numbers Birds go fast, bitch Hey yo, kick down your door in my man, bitch Left wrist, right wrist, dancing Air mesh, helicopter landed in the hand dish Gage down the leg, I was walking like a cramping Walked in the bank, the bank bitch caught me handsome Making hand to hand, sporting one of one vances That's one of my favorites from um, the Hitler Wars Hermes 8. Dang, how many you come out with? 8? That was the first one. I'm going to go front. Good. I don't know what I said just because I'm not going back to listen to the episode just right now as we are recording this. Um, If I said side B was better than side A, sometimes I find myself listening to side A more just because I think a lot of Stove God was you know kind of featured on that one as much as the, the second one. And I like stuff got cooked. So that's most probably why if I got to go back to it, you know, really back. I got to say side A was better than side B. Um, but let's also get a little feel good song on here because, you know, I'm feeling really good right now. And this record right here uh, from Joyce Rice and Katriana, I look, I, I need to play it more even for myself because this is a really good record from them. So this is Ice-T, Joyce Rice, Katriana. <music> I know my place It's a shame 
Friday, Katriana and IDK will be coming out with a project of their own. I'm very excited to hear that because IDK's last project, as you know, was my, I think, most listened album. If if I have to go back to it, I have to really make sure it was, but I believe it was the most listened album that I've listened to in my phone, at least. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into the closing remarks. Um, I know I've mentioned it many times because it's my show, so I'm going to do it one more time. If you want to look at the article that was written about me from Canvas Rebel, go to my link tree because I will be, uh, I did already actually, I posted it on my link tree. So just in case if you don't want to go to Canvas Rebel and search, you know, for Cody Thomas, it'll be in there. Uh, but with that being said, to go find that, go to my social media, which will be on Instagram and Twitter at Access Code Pod. Uh, music you heard on this week's podcast will be featured on my Two for Tuesdays playlist on Apple Music as well as Tidal. And on top of that, if you're looking to possibly be a guest on the podcast and or, you know, have some really good music to possibly play for Two for Tuesdays, go ahead and hit your boy up on accesscodepod at gmail.com. Since we have a lot of podcast apps that 
my podcast is on. All I'm going to tell you is if you're listening to it, you're listening to it on some type of app. Um, but like an elite tree, all of them are in there. But if you are an Apple, if you want to leave your boy a five star rating and review, go ahead and do that and leave a five star rating in Spotify as well. Um, one thing I just want to say, because this coming Sunday is a very special day. If you're a mom, I'm going to go ahead and say happy Mother's Day to you. So I'm going to say happy Mother's Day to all like my moms out there, especially my mother. If you guys are interested in going back to some past episodes, definitely check out the one I had, which will be episode seven with my mom. That was a really good show. Um, I wish I would have got to do it again. But at the same time, I kind of wanted to, you know, maybe find another time because, you know, that one was a really good one time going. So, hey, at the same time, definitely check that out. But for all my mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. That will be coming up because by the time I, you know, get back on for another episode, which will be episode 49, close to 50, it'll be a different time period. Um, tomorrow, I will be going to the Freddie Gibbs concert. So, can't wait to tell you guys about that experience and everything like that. Um, I don't know of anybody's birthdays that I know personally is coming around that time. So if I missed it, I will come back and I will say it on the next episode and stuff like that. But I definitely want to make sure I mention this. I love you guys. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Fly pod. Yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs>